You are listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. I'm your director, the Rickster, and if you ever wanted to know everything and anything about Web3, crypto, or NFTs, you're in the right place. So fasten your seatbelt, get ready, and let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller. I'm here with my co-star, Ellen Harris, and we are having a giggle. I am on the road, uh, trapped on the interstate. Uh, we were had a little bit of a delay due to some traffic, and that has uh, kind of put us in a weird spot. And uh, now it's storming, so it's going to be a lovely, fun ride. But as we've learned in the past, everything that we do, we always do it with a smile and we keep moving forward, having flexibility and adaptability because you never know what will come up into your world to create amazing opportunities. Right, Ellen? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Half the fun of doing it is (laughs) trying to figure out where we're going next. Yeah, we have Daniel Blue with us, who I didn't know before this moment. And I saw his interview. He is a very interesting gentleman who does wonderful things with investment, how to avoid fees. Everybody likes that. Uh, 401ks, IRAs. He is a real expert in his field. So I'm looking forward to the interview. And there he is. I think you're muted, Daniel. Hey, Ellen. How are you? It's good to be here. I'm doing good, good. Glad to have you. Um, wow, Andrea, you're muted. So, uh, don't say anything. (laughs) Okay. Um, welcome Daniel. This is so nice to meet you. I confess I did not know of you until this interview. So, um, I saw you with a gentleman, Mr. Herman, and, um, I thought it was a pretty interesting interview. I learned a lot. So I'm going to uh, feed you some questions that I think will help our audience learn more about you if they don't know about you. So um, you seem like a regular human being, regular meeting. You are not stiff. <laughs> you are fun. And um, you give a good interview. So I'm going to start off by asking you, how did you get started with investments and figuring out how to sidestep the fees. Yeah, so I got involved in the sales space in the real estate arena back in 2007, 2008. And at that time, I was exposed to the concept of people using an IRA or 401k to invest outside the stock market. I would overhear conversations and and listen to people talk about using their IRA or their 401k to flip a house or purchase a rental property. So the idea of using a retirement account to invest into real estate, something that's not a stock, that's not a mutual fund, that has nothing to do with the stock market, that that really blew my mind because I didn't think this was possible. I was conditioned to believe that 401ks and IRAs were there to purchase Nike stock or Apple stock or mutual funds. So this whole idea of using a retirement account to invest into real estate really blew my mind. So this is back in, like I said, 2008. And... I knew this was a niche, a a space that I eventually wanted to get involved with. I thought it was really, really unique. And I ended up jumping ship and and getting out of the real estate uh, sales space back in about 2013. 
And then I got into this industry and ended up working for a company for a number of years, was blessed to work with some really smart people and was able to learn a lot along the way. And then about four years ago, I started my own firm, Quest Education, where the big problem that we solve in the marketplace is helping people access their IRAs, their 401ks, penalty and tax-free, where they can use that money in a lot of different ways, whether it's real estate, whether it's funding your own business, whether it's purchasing crypto, um, just a lot of different ways that people can control their own money. Now, you did say that there are certain things you cannot do with your account if it involves, uh, I think you said real estate. There's certain uh, provisos that you have to be aware of. Could you reiterate what that is? Yeah. So one of my favorite types of accounts is called a solo 401k. And this type of plan is for an entrepreneur who doesn't have any full-time W-2 employees besides themselves or a spouse. So maybe you have a online business or you do consulting. You've got some kind of entrepreneur activity where what I just described fits you, then there's a really good chance that you qualify for the solo 401k. And a self-directed solo 401k, you can use the money inside the account two different ways to what you were saying earlier, Ellen, invest into real estate. One, the solo 401k can actually own the asset, right? Maybe you use the retirement account to purchase a property, right? So your solo 401k owns one, two, three Cherry Lane out in Cleveland, Ohio, right? Like that's the property held inside the account. If that's the case, then you can't do certain things like you can't live in it. You can't do the repairs yourself. Uh, you can't rent it out to your mom, right? So there are what are called prohibited transactions, okay? And, and that's what you're alluding to with what the IRS is gonna, gonna say, which you cannot do with your money. On the other side, there's a way to access the money penalty and tax-free that gives you unlimited control. And this is what's called the loan feature, where you actually can take out 50% of the account value or $50,000, whichever number is less, and you can use the money however you want. Um, one of our favorite students, she was able to take advantage of, of the loan feature on her solo 401k to start her online business. She was cutting hair for decades. That's what she did for a living. She wanted to get out of the rat race. She started an online business. She felt like that was the, the gateway to be able to, to work from home, but she needed some more capital to really jumpstart the business. She needed about $20,000 to buy some product. Well, we helped her access the money in her retirement account, penalty and tax-free. She used that money, bought inventory, was able to sell the inventory, make enough money, and she's now able to work from home full time with her online business. And she was able to actually pay back her solo 401k. So she was able to replenish the money that she took out and she put it back in the retirement account. So I like the loan feature a lot because Ellen, there's no restrictions. If you want, I'm in Vegas, so I'm probably going to use a bad example, but you literally can take money out of your solo 401k as a loan. And if you want to go put it on black on the casino, that's on you. The IRS does not care. Now, that's the last thing you should do, but there are no restrictions. The, the caveat is you do have to pay back what you take out within five years to avoid a taxable event. Oh, great. You answered my question. How long do you uh, have before you have to put that back? So five years is the magic number. Now, let me just say this. We are not giving investment advice. We are simply talking about a um, a uh, a system or or yeah a system 
that Daniel Blue uses, and it's very interesting the way he does it. So I just want to put that proviso out there because we 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 are not investors or investment um, uh, financial advisors, that kind of thing. So we just talk about the stuff that people are doing because we are nosy and we like the way people are handling their businesses. So thank you for that. Um, wow, this is so interesting. Um, so. I think it's I think we live in interesting times, particularly now that everybody wants to start an online business. And a lot of people are. A lot of people are successful at it. And some people are not so much successful because they didn't get any grounding, background training. Um, what would you recommend to people? They see everybody else doing it, so they want to, but that's not a good reason. What would you say to people who are thinking about starting their own business, whether it's online or uh, brick and mortar, what would you, how would you guide them? I always think it's a good place to start with a solid foundation. So like, I'll take me as an example, and, and I'm glad you brought up what you said earlier, Ellen, as far as prefacing it. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't sell investments. We, we sell solutions, right? People come to us and they have some kind of problem, right? Maybe they need some funding for a business. Maybe they want to be able to have a retirement account that gives them more options outside the stock market. I like to tell people, we just provide people Googleable information. Everything I'm, I'm talking about, a solo 401k, a self-directed IRA. This isn't my system. I didn't make this up. This is IRS code. It's been around for decades. You can Google it. You just probably haven't heard about it because Wall Street financial advisors and CPAs, it's just not a tool that they talk a whole lot about. And we'll probably get into that a little bit later because there's a reason why Wall Street does not want you to do these types of accounts. It has to do with money. But going back to what you were saying earlier, Ellen, for, for me, when I started my business, I didn't come from money. So I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, I, I, I'm really happy that I'm on a show that's titled or has to do with women in crypto space because like, I'm just surrounded by women. Um, I've got, I'm a mama's boy. I talk to my mom every day. She, she pretty much raised me on her own after I turned 12 years old. My parents got divorced. My dad ended up moving to a different country and all of a sudden it's just my mom and I. And my mom and I have the kind of relationship where like if I miss a day without calling her, like she calls me the next day. She's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, mom, my, my bad. I'm sorry. So we're, we're really tight. And, um, you know, a lot of my staff are, are women. I've got three dogs that are female. So needless to say, <laughs> women rock my world. and I would not change it any other way. But going back to, again, your original point, the question was four years ago when I started this business, I didn't have a, a guide, right? I didn't have a bunch of money. I didn't come for money. I don't have family members that started businesses. But what I did do is I, I planted seeds along the way. In my early 20s, my mid 20s, after I made a lot of financial mistakes, I did things like improve my credit score. Um, I got really strategic with my, my, my finances, with taxes and setting up LLCs. I set money aside. Um, I started Quest Education on 0% credit cards four years ago. That was how I got started in this business. I maxed out a bunch of credit cards at zero percent. I could, I do, I was able to do that because I had a seven hundred plus credit score. Like I knew the credit game, right? So, you know, I always tell people like, if you're going to start a business, really make sure that you've got your foundation on point. And then I remember, like it was yesterday, I told my wife when we started the business, I said, I said, Ariel, we're going to eat eat crap for the next few years. Like our, our personal finances are gonna take a backseat. We're gonna make less money. It's gonna be scary. 
I said, but this is what I want to do. And this is where our future is going to be. And, and just trust me on this. And you have to have those kinds of real conversations and expectations with your loved ones. That's right. That's exactly right. I said that to my husband. I said, I'm going to do this business. And he said, yeah, how? I, said, I don't know, but we're going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. Well, nice. you guys can see why I adored Daniel and wanted him to be on here with us. And one of the other reasons, women in crypto. So we talk about different ways to, for people to invest in themselves and different ways for them to manage their money. And one of the things that I saw most poignant to this is with us at Bees.Social, um, we're a part of that community and other communities that we associate with is that there is a different way to take your own money and then be the advocate for yourself and figure out how you want to invest it and how you want to play with it. So Daniel, would you talk about that a little bit about how you've seen other people take the funds and make other decisions with it and what they've been doing? Yeah. So basically the types of accounts that we help people set up and the type of accounts that I'm, I'm talking a lot about here are what are called self-directed retirement accounts. And some of you that are a little bit more savvier than others, a self-directed IRA is something you may have heard of before. Uh, another type of self-directed retirement account is a self-directed solo 401k. I, that's the plans that I personally like the most because they're specifically for entrepreneurs. The IRS created these plans for business owners. And we all know who are the people that are writing the laws and passing the, the laws that are allowing business owners to get more breaks or tax advantages. Congress and Congress are all business owners, right? So naturally, these types of accounts are going to benefit them. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be able to reap some of those benefits. So both of these accounts, the self-directed solo 401k and the self-directed IRA, both function the same in the sense of an investing standpoint. Um, they can be held by a custodian, a custodian that could administer self-directed accounts. Um, I'll use me personally as an example. I have a self-directed Roth IRA that allows me to hold crypto, right? So I can hold Ethereum. I can hold Bitcoin. And I know people in crypto right now are, are taking a bath. So maybe you're drinking a shot of tequila right now because you're down on your portfolio. But we all know investing is, is a long game, right? But what I see and what I love about where the self-directed game is going is you literally can have a retirement account that owns an asset and there's no taxable events that are triggered, right? It's almost like if you bought an Apple stock outside of a retirement account and you bought it at $20 a share, and you've got a lot of these shares and then you sold at $150 a share, you're going to trigger a massive taxable event if that transaction was done outside of an IRA, outside of a 401k, right? Well, but if you did that same transaction inside of a retirement account, like a 401k, like an IRA, there's no taxable event that's triggered, right? So it's the same thing with a self-directed plan. The only difference is it's a different type of vehicle that can have different types of investment held inside of it, right? Crypto, private equity, precious metals, real estate, promissory notes, right? These different types of alternative assets that can be held in these retirement accounts. And when you're buying and selling these assets, when you're getting dividends, when you're getting profit flowing back in the retirement account, there's no taxable event that's triggered because it's all done within the umbrella of the self-directed plan. Wow, that is fascinating because in my corporate days, of course, I loaded up my uh, uh, IRA and my 401k with all of the um, investment that I did privately. Um, 
But once I became an entrepreneur, I, of course, used all those funds. Now you're saying I have a way to recover, <laughs> that I can go into a self-directed, uh, uh, say, the, say the name of the account again, it's a self-directed IRA or 401k. A, a, a solo 401k. That's, that's solo. the plan for the entrepreneur that doesn't have any full-time W-2 employees beyond themselves or a spouse. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andrea, yeah. speak to us. Yeah. I know you have some yeah. questions. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to share with people. So those of you who are listening, who are, you know, dabbling or been playing in, in crypto a long time, I want you to be thinking for yourselves, you know, how can I play this game? Because when you think about it, you, it's just an opportunity for you to double dip. It's like really being your own banker for your own ability to invest in a bank in another way. So it's yes. banking within banking, so to speak. Um, Daniel, how, can you help me with some more explaining on that so people understand what I'm what I'm trying to yeah, share with so, them yeah so like let's just say you had a hundred thousand dollars in a 401k from an old job or an ira and you technically qualify for a solo 401k you take the hundred thousand dollars and you move it into a solo 401k because the money the hundred thousand left one retirement account the 401k from your old job or your ira and it moved to a different type of plan which is a solo 401k there's no taxable event that's triggered because the money just left one retirement account and went to another retirement account, right? So now you've got 100,000 in your solo 401k. Let's just say the idea of accessing $20,000 penalty and tax-free so you can use it to invest in your business, whether it's coaching, whether it's um, a website, uh, an online business, like just something or consulting for you, right? Yeah, like it's for you. You can use the loan feature, take the $25,000 out penalty and tax free and, and use it to invest in yourself. Now, again, you've got five years to pay back that $25,000. Um, there is an interest rate on the loan. It's prime plus 2%. So depending on when you're catching this uh, this video or when you're listening, interest rate is going to be about 6 to 7%. And I'm giving ranges because we know the government is always or they're getting in the habit of raising interest rates right now. So where I'm going with this, though, ultimately is the interest does go back to your retirement account, right? So you're getting the interest. Um, so if you had 100 and you took out 25,000 and you invested in yourself and you had 75,000 left over, now you can use that 75,000 how you want. If you want to invest it in the stock market, you sure can. Uh, if you want to invest some of it in crypto, invest, invest some of it in real estate or precious metals, like you're the captain of your own ship. You get to choose where this money goes. And this is why I'm a big believer of just having options. You know, as entrepreneurs, we like to have control. We like to have freedom. I'm not here to say the solo 401k or the self-directed IRA is the one all be all solution. It's the best thing since life's bread. It's just a tool in the tool belt. It's not for everyone. It might not be for you, right? But if you are someone that's kind of vibing with what I'm saying and you're like, man, that sounds awesome. Depending on your situation and your goals, it might help you get from point A to point B, right? So it's just a tool in the tool belt that can help you create some wealth, just depending on what you're looking for. I want to remind sure. people that when you are investing in crypto, there's different types of crypto that has different uh, utilities and um, so forth uh, with it. So like, for example, if you're an entrepreneur, 
uh, who um, wants to be a part of a membership that helps you increase your coaching business, then you actually could expand and create your whole coaching business using crypto by being um, having a membership within something like that. So then here now you've created a platform using crypto as another opportunity or means to bring in more income to increase the crypto that you have. And that might be through an NFT. Um, and an NFT could be a membership. Um, it also could be a way that you could um, attend an event or a training or some kind of other university within the scope of entrepreneurship to help you with your business. And it, it doesn't have to be just entrepreneurship. It can be in the corporate industry as well. People are coming out with new things every day as a means for people to be able to do things to expand their business and or their personal life. So go ahead and look and play or think about creating what's missing, what's not already yes. there and then fulfilling that. Um, please, Ellen, go ahead. Oh, no, this is good. This is really good. I'm an I'm a, a avid student. So you, both you and Daniel are teaching me a lot here. I didn't mm -hmm. realize uh, you can really do it on your own now uh, mm -hmm. with the tools that are available. This is, this is fascinating for me. Okay, so Daniel, you have an audience, Daniel, of people who are crypto investors okay and they are um they, they're learning just like the rest of us and so what you are sharing with us is very helpful um in terms of making uh fundamentally sound decisions and so i thank you for that um is there anything in additional that we are missing that you think would be helpful to us i i think one concept to talk about and you, you guys probably get it in your room um, is investing in general and and what I mean by that is like I had someone DM me on Instagram the other day last week and he's just like hey I've got some money to invest where should I invest my money and this is someone I've never had a conversation with and I immediately said well one I'm not a financial advisor so I'm not here to steer your money but let's talk about the foundation let's talk about where you're at now and, and what I really mean by that is I can't tell you guys how many times I talk to somebody or my team talks to somebody and they're like, hey, I've got $20,000 to invest. What, what crypto should I buy? Or should I invest in real estate or the stock market? And at the same time, they owe $25,000 in credit card debt and they're paying 20% interest. If you're paying high, dig, high double digit interest rates, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25% interest on debt, especially credit card debt, like focus on stopping the bleeding, right? Because the stock market on average, and let's just take the stock market because a lot of people have exposure to the stock market. On average, it's making anywhere from seven, eight, maybe 9% a year. I know right now your stock market account is like down 20% and, and you probably want to take that shot of tequila because you're upset right now, but you can't get too upset because there's just the, the downs and the ups of the stock market, right? There's the highs and the lows. And on average, it's going to make seven, eight, 9% historically. Where I'm going with all this is if you've got some money of yours making seven, eight, nine percent a year, and then the other side of the coin, you've got debt that's costing you 25%, you're probably losing money faster than you're making money, right? You're, you're most likely going backwards, right? So start first before you get all crazy and fancy with investing. Yes, you can hit home runs investing, but start with things that you can control, right? The, the, the basics, spend less than what you make, right? Pay off high interest rate debt. 
if you can pay off high interest rate debt, like 20% interest on credit cards, not only is that going to save you thousands of dollars, but two, your credit score is going to go up. And I just got done explaining my story and how I started this company four years ago. I would not have been able to access tens of thousands of dollars at 0% interest on credit cards if I did not have a good credit score, personal credit score. I would not have gotten a good personal credit score if I had a high utilization rate. And utilization rate just means how much debt is on my cards in comparison to the limits I have on my credit cards. And if you can really hone in on just your personal finances and make sure you start off on a nice, solid foundation, it's just a lot easier to start investing money. And then you can get a little riskier, right? Maybe you want to have 5% of your portfolio and some crazy risky stuff and you expect to lose it. That's okay. Meanwhile, you have a solid foundation. You don't have a bunch of debt that is a liability that's not making you money and you're paying 20% interest. So I, I know that's not like super attractive to talk about, but it's the the basics that we all have to make sure that we're, we're focused on because, you know, you got to have a foundation in, in order to start building something really, really special. Yeah, that FICO score is a real barometer in terms of where you are and what's available to you based on that number. So always check in with your FICO. Right, Andrea? Um, I might be frozen, so we'll try because I've got a thunderstorm <laughs> coming through. Um, so, Daniel, there are some other pieces that I wanted to uh, talk, have you talk about. So one of the things that we do through bees.socials, we're very humanitarian. So we do have an arm or an educational arm that talks about addiction. We have a new group or a new project coming called um, uh, um, uh, uh, Women of Wings or Wings of Women. All of a sudden, their name is Wings of Wisdom. Thank you. Um, and uh, where we're reaching out and helping uh, single mothers and so forth. And so I didn't know if you already shared your personal story and if you're willing to, because I want people to see how, um, you know, by believing in yourself and reaching out and finding support and connecting with you, how you might be able to put things in a different direction. And I love your backstory. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really transparent on, on who I am and, and the path that I've taken. So I got addicted to Oxycontin when I was 18 years old. And I actually had a conversation with my daughter about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's 13 years old and, you know, kids are exposed to so much these days. Right. So I would rather her hear it from me in terms of, you know, drugs and what's out there. And, you know, I was just telling Bella, my daughter, I said, people use drugs because they're masking something, right? They're running away from something. There's trauma, there's tragedy, there's anger, there's resentment, there's there's just something really, really deep that someone is struggling with. So it's easy to just go get high, you know, to forget about that. And that was me. And the reason why I took the easy road out was because I mentioned earlier, my parents got divorced when I was 12 and my dad ended up moving to Mexico, just all of a sudden left, never to be, um, found essentially for a really long time. I didn't talk to him. I didn't understand why he left. And uh, that, that broke my heart because I was really, really tight with my dad. And to just be 12 years old and then someone that's been in your life every single day, your soccer coach, your basketball coach, you know, someone you're really close with to just be gone and you have no idea why they left. Um, it, it broke my heart. So, you know, I held on to a lot of resentment in, in my middle school years, my high school years. And when I turned 18, and I started working in sales, um, I still hadn't forgiven him. I still had some of these demons. 
And I just naturally hung out with people that I shouldn't have spent my time with. And I just got introduced to the the game of Oxycontin. And I was heavily addicted from 2007 to 2009. And I truly believe what helped me actually become uh, drug free and, and no longer using Oxycontin was in 2009, my daughter was born. And at the time, I remember like it was yesterday, I remember holding on to my daughter. I'm 19 years old and I'm holding on to my daughter when, when she is just a few weeks old. Now I was in a really dark, dark, dark place. You know, I had no problem telling you guys just the truth. I, I wasn't even there at my daughter's birth when she was born. And I remember holding her in my arms about two, three weeks after she was born. And I just remember holding her thinking, man, like this is so crazy. Like my blood isn't her blood. Like that's, that's my, my daughter, like this whole dynamic of parent and child, like, wow, it's hard to explain. If, if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And immediately I started thinking, well, if that's how I feel about my daughter, then I know my dad must feel that way about me. Even though he's a knucklehead and he made some mistakes, like he loves me. I know that. And all of a sudden, like a shift happened. I started to, instead of being a victim, because up until this point, I was a victim, you know, why did my dad leave? Uh, I remember being in, in middle school and high school and, and my friends had their dad in their lives. I would think, man, how, how come, you know, Brendan has his dad? You know, how come I don't have my dad? And I was always the victim. And when I had my daughter, a, a switch was flipped. I remember thinking, you know what? I'm grateful that I even had a dad. I'm grateful that when I did have my dad in my life, he was awesome. He was a rock star. Like he really was. And some kids don't even have a dad. Some kids have a dad and they're a piece of crap the whole time. And I at least got 12 amazing years. So I just found a way to forgive him right then and there. And that was the path, uh, the eventual start of me becoming sober and no longer using Oxycontin. And I, I do truly believe that that was God's one and only chance that he gave me. Like, hey, you have one shot to get clean and this is your one shot. And um, yeah, I've been clean since November 2009. And uh, it feels like yesterday that I was using, but it feels like it was just a, a different part of, uh, of my life in, in terms of decades, obviously, but it's part of who I am. And, uh, you know, we, we do know that unfortunately, these, these drugs are still around, you know, you're reading about fentanyl, a lot of people are just overdosing off fentanyl, just dying, like just within seconds. Um, I was addicted to Oxycontin for those that don't know, essentially, that's an opiate in the form of a pill. So it's like heroin, but it's a pill. Um, so the whole pharmaceutical game is just a really nasty game. So that's, that's why I'm a proponent of being open as far as, you know, where I am and, and my struggles, because I know there's other people out there that, uh, you know, are still struggling today. And thank you for that. And that's why I wanted you to share your story. Wow, thank you for sharing that. I had no idea. Yeah, because with um, yeah. Social as a community, wow. um, we've had so many people come in and um, that were original investors that created some different aspects of humanita uh, humanitarian efforts that were that are important. And um, so the Hopkins, uh, two of our friends that are bees, they have this addiction arm and what they um, have provided and what they're using their part of their crypto funding for is to provide um, houses where people who uh, formerly um, were addicts and are now uh, getting a handle on themselves and being sober and figuring out how to manage their lives, they create a space for them to use their, those properties where they manage themselves in the space. So they really give them the flexibility to be in control 
and and allow themselves to get on their feet and to me that's really impressive because there's other housing and other options as well uh, but the idea of when you go into a place that, that you now have like ownership in your space I think that really allows people to come out of it easier. I, I, that's my opinion. Um, so I'm impressed with that, that that's one way that I know people are using crypto and crypto technology in order to help other people stay sober and to um, get back on their feet again. So super amazing. And then the um, women uh, wings of wisdom, um, helping women, other helping other women, you know, this idea that they're creating spaces, uh, both like um, spaces as far as like getting on Twitter open spaces and talking and sharing, like they just had a topic the other week about loneliness and what it's like to be lonely and how to find support and what are some tools and resources to stand on their feet. And they are creating an opportunity for people to buy and sell and hold NFTs so that way we can contribute to find other resources for providing for providing information to help people get further ahead so that they're not stuck in that victimhood and not stuck in a po poverty set. Like even people with um, very little funding can invest in some um, opportunities with cryptocurrency. And I don't always think people are aware of that. In fact, Ellen, you may not realize this yourself. Um, so for example, our, our DAO for bees, bees.social uh, just released a couple of weeks ago with honey and honey is very, very low. Um, uh, we have M2 cash as well. M2 is like penny. It's like 0 .00, 0 0.04 or something like that. So for, you know, 50 bucks, you can actually have quite a few uh, tokens of these certain, um, t you know, cryptocurrency. And if you just hold on to them, and then they'll eventually grow. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge, big investment, but it's a way for you to be able to manage and save and play and create and, and, and see a different future for yourself. So... So we want to make sure that people know that all levels. So you may not have a 401k or have an IRA. Um, and at the same time, now you know how you can create one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is really insightful. Thank you for that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Daniel, how does our audience reach out to you? What's the name of your podcast? Do you have a website? Give us the particulars so we yeah. can follow you. Yeah, best place would be to go to danielblue.me. That's my main website. You can pick up a copy of my book. I have a book called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. And uh, I think I got a copy around here. It's uh, it's basically what we've talked about here today. You know, how to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free, how to use your retirement account to invest into crypto, real estate. So you can pick up the book on Kindle or, or audio um, or just a physical book. And then I got a lot of free content on my website as well, a lot of articles that I wrote. And then I've got a podcast called How Winners Win. Um, had some amazing guests like uh, Dr. Andrea on, on the show a few weeks back, and we've had a lot of fun with that. Um, we're about 70 episodes deep in that. We do one every week, and the mission there is to help people win in their personal life, their entrepreneur life, uh, their financial life. So that's been a lot of fun, and we're on all the major platforms there. 
And then if you have a retirement account and the idea of accessing it penalty and tax free to maybe use it to invest in yourself or a business or pay off debt or crypto, et cetera, et cetera. And I got your wheels turning. You know, there's some information on how you can take some steps to, uh, you know, for us to get you in the right direction on uh, my website. And again, that's danielblue.me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Daniel, are there any last uh, comments you'd like to make that you'd like to share with us? Um, I'm really looking forward to when I get done with you ladies. I get to go see uh, my mom. She's making dinner. So uh, like I said, I'm a mama's boy. When she retired, um, she ended up buying a house in my same neighborhood. I'm in Las Vegas and she used to live in in California. So she's my next door neighbor and uh, she will make dinner usually once a week. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to that a little bit later today. Shout out to all the, the women that just uh, make our lives extra special. Nice. <laughs> Thank Very you so much. Nice. So thanks for joining us here again and Women in Crypto. And we'll see you in uh, next Monday. You have been listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. Make sure to check out our next episode of Social Bees Radio. Till then, signing off. <laughs>